0: All right, let me do my little intro. Thank you everybody for tuning into Chaos Therapy. Obviously, I'm Lane Jordan and I'm back with my homeboy Kyle. What's up, bro? Doing, bro? What's Chilling, man. So I, I wanted to get into it, man. This situation with between Israel and Palestine. And before I, I really jump in, I always say, like, you know me, bro. I'm always gonna be for the people. I'm always gonna be for oppressed individuals. Like I'm always gonna be for the downtrodden and shit like that. But one right. of the things that you brought up in and your post and everything is it's like at some point you can't like it'd be it's stupid to ride for people who don't really fuck with you all like that.
1: That's a thousand percent correct, bro.
0: Like we deal with like there's two levels to white supremacy. There's white supremacy and then there's anti-blackness, and so we as black people hispanic people or non-passing hispanic people uh muslims arabs like asian we all deal with in some form of fashion white supremacy here in america and across the western world quote-unquote the western world but we deal with another level and that's anti-blackness
1: that's that's flat out yeah flat out regular rate i just call it background racism Right. Like um, and, and I, I, I want to link them together because a lot of them are linked together. But um, all of those communities you mentioned and you said passing. And that's that's funny that you said that, because um, outside of the United States and Canada, that ethnic paradigm doesn't exist. If somebody from one of those groups outside of Arabs due to their religion. They're white people in another country mm. or black. They're either black or white. They don't have natives in other places like that. So they're not, they don't have a thing to even be something. You feel me? Like they have a presence in Spain, but guess why they're allowed to live in Spain? You know why there's Dominicans in Spain now? And why there's a lot of Latinos and Latino gangs in Spain now? Because of their grandparents and their parents. Mm. Because they can move there because somebody in their recent family tree had direct Spanish heritage. They recently racialized themselves for benefits and so did Arab people in America. If you look up historically, Latinos and Arabs fought for the right to be white until around the 80s when things started getting less hot for us when we weren't dying in the streets like by the hundreds and stuff, that's when they started. You know, after the... Um, after the, the Civil Rights Act or the Heart Seller Act that allowed that our people, our grandparents and parents fought for mm-hmm. to allow um non white immigrants into the United States. They came over on mass and um once they started seeing the changes we made in civil rights, they wanted a little bit of that too. But the odd thing is you brought up the anti blackness. They already had that in their homelands without any I'd say, influence from the white supremacist structure. Mm. They may have increased it. Like, okay, they had their native form of anti-blackness, and then they come to America, where they watch the media, and then it goes one of two ways. They either embrace certain aspects of the culture and learn things, or it's reinforced. It's like, okay, they get down like that over there, too. I bet. Like, um, you brought up the Palestinians, and it's funny, um, the word Abid is still our name over there. Oh Palestine. Like Abid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm looking at this article right now. Black Palestinians face subtle racism in Gaza. And I'm reading the article, and it's not subtle racism, it's flat out disrespect. Like the dude in the article's nickname is Dark Skin. Wow. You feel me? They're calling him Samara. And um, like there's two different people, and then there's a girl that says a 34. 34- year old Palestinian woman who has a black father and white mother race has never gotten away way of her success. Of course not because you're mixed. Yeah. So you probably look like the average Palestinian person. If you're Palestine and you're black and white. But this dude at the top of the article, I'm gonna inbox you him. Mm-hmm. You can quite you could you can obviously see boy is East African. Yeah. Like he's he's obviously distinct. Yeah. But he's biz people have been there for such a long time that he's like us. Like he's yeah, you know I mean, he's something new. He's uh-huh. a black Palestinian, and um, that article came out in 2017. And I see a lot of black Americans putting a cape, and I dig it because we see who the super, we see who we know what bullying feels like. We know what oppression feels like. We get tired of that. Right. Like, this is the perfect time to negotiate. Like, I was going to bring that up earlier to somebody else. This is the perfect time to negotiate while another group is vulnerable. Like, hey, uh, since y'all are fucked up right now and y'all getting smashed on by the bad, bad people, why don't you chill out with the stores in our neighborhoods a little bit? Why don't you chill out with the I-B and the, what y'all do? Because since we're, we're at the table right now and you need our help and you need our voice, you need to change something about yourselves. Why don't y'all deal with your anti-blackness?
0: I think because it's still advantageous. Like, yeah, we're taking L's, but we know we can go where we up where we're from and not deal with it as much. You know what I'm saying? So it's like right. it's we and I think and it's and I think a lot of it's just with with black Americans because like bro, there, there's no real place that we can go back to where we fit in just fine. Not at all. Like, we, there's no, we can't go to Jamaica, we can't go to none of the islands, we can't go oh. to Africa. Like, that backed African movement after, I don't know, 1800, just to dead. Like, because, you, like because there's been too many generations that have mm-hmm. literally just only been American.
1: I wanted to elaborate on that. You know that uh the Americo Liberians actually got deposed, because they, they, they got power in Liberia, because mm-hmm. that was a colony founded by the ACS, the American Colonies, um, American, what was it? Let me look at, let, let me look it up, cause um, I know you're recording, I want to be accurate. American Colonialization Society. Oh okay. Name. But uh, yeah, you know what kind of black people they were
0: bringing over there? Who? Uh, Boulay
1: and former slave owner type mixed dudes. Yeah, American oh. Colonization Society. So basically. Like, there was a guy named, um, there's a dude that was actually native and black and white. Like, he was one of those Cherokee dudes, and he, he wasn't too great of a guy. He was over there doing stuff, and he fought against it. Like, bro, if you, if you, read, if you read the whole history of how that went down over there, it's messed up on multiple ends. And, uh... That'll tell you how it wouldn't work on mass. If you bring your group of people with different culture to an area on mass, as as us, you feel me? It's gonna, it's gonna have an effect on folks. They're gonna feel some type of way because they do that within.
0: Yeah, like hold there's, real fast. there's like,
1: hold on, one one
0: second. I got you.
1: dude's name was Augustus Curtis that was over there and he was like a, a Cherokee dude you know I me. Mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He was getting it in. Like he became a vibe warrior, but uh there was a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Like in uh it culminated in the end. I'm I'm skipping past a lot, but uh the people that were descended from that group of people that went over there and um got into power got deposed violently by other groups there in the eighties. So mm-hmm. you know.
0: I, I think what it, it what happens too is that you have this setup of like the like there's tribalism everywhere the fuck you go.
1: Yeah. And, and super real and
0: yeah, and it, and it's always going to be like that because again, that's that's just human fucking nature like at the end of the mm-hmm. day like people are going to rock with what they know and what they've been around. Yeah. And and they're trying, so it's like the shit going on with power, like yeah, it's been going on for a while and I think one of the Super issues that I have man. with the Israeli government is that you you always notice this one there's always this one kid who is always starting trouble and always doing yeah. wild shit? But he has older brothers with him that are that are heavy. And, and
1: where the United States is that dude? Like yeah. it's like, yo, I could do what I want because I got the mandom over here.
0: So yeah. you are gonna let like
1: being, yeah, being a weirdo, yeah, yep.
0: That that is exactly what is what Israel's doing, and it's just like, bro, like you're going extra hard on shit, like you, and I think it's one of those things to where if so many things tie into it, as long as money is available, as long as like, like a well-placed nuke opens up Israel to a lot of fucking bullshit. Because if there's ever a situation where money is no longer useful, like zombies show up or anything, like you're gonna, you're gonna, all the people that have been at bay because they're afraid of us coming in and kicking ass are gonna be on your fucking doorstep. And it's because you they went And here's another thing. There's so many things scientific. All of the British former colonies, except the ones that are mainly uh, white, have been are either completely uh, are either third world and or second world and they're completely uh tied they're completely dependent upon tourist dollars if you look at a yeah. lot of the caribbean islands like the bahamas virgin islands, all those other places you look at india you look at pakistan all the places where india or where england had a lot of influence except for canada the united states australia new zealand they're fucked they're right. super fucked they need people to go and be in and, and, and visit there they're dependent on tourist dollars and that's a great, either like, oh, it's you either, want it's, no, either tourist
1: we'll it dollar, you it's either tourist dollars, or they're being super exploited for resources by, yes. by multiple parties. Like, some places, they don't even, it's like the tourism dollars are going down because it's that lit and that wild and that serious. And it's like, oh, we got oil anyway now. Oh, you got oil? Mmm. Looks like you need a little bit of freedom over here. Let's, uh, Let's destabilize your country and use it as a drug route.
0: Venezuela. And, yep, and guess what? Is Venezuela
1: is right next to Colombia. No, right next to Trinidad. Ooh, oh, yeah. guess who just got all Trinidad.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that and people bring up when they talk about the the Ills of socialism, which is hilarious. They leave out the massive context of as soon as Venezuela was able to sell something that was separate than what the other countries around them sold, the, like, the gas prices went down. Yep. And I think what happens is these people, I'm not saying they're not smart, <laughs> but they're not smart enough to really recognize the setup that was going to happen once they right. had the oil, started to nationalize it, because then you're not dependent on american dollars you're not dependent on european mm-hmm. dollars you can do your own shit the last thing that america or the european power, powers want is for south america to be completely viable right that's, that's why right. i think cocaine has always still been legal because they know the money that goes into those areas they know what it does they know they can keep them subjugated and keep having them laughed at because oh you're just that drug dealer co- country and so the infrastructure that was that was either destroyed or just left so horribly, a lot of these countries like India. If you look at India, especially after World War II, and especially after it got the independence, and you see why COVID is killing that place, is because high population density in the places that aren't yeah. highly populated, they're hard to fucking get to and they're through fucking dangerous ass forests. So yeah. it's a perfect setup for India, but hey. You can be our call center reps, so and we'll do all this shit for you Uh, so you can kind of bring in a little money, but we're still going to control everything. They're definitely exploited. By far. And, and you, you see all these things tying together. Like, you're getting bombed on top of a fucking pandemic where there's three fucking strains, and you're in that same region where those strains are fucking running through. And... It's weird to me how people are very surface level with it. Like, don't report to me about the deaths. We know what the fuck's been going on. Right. What is the solution? Because right now, for me, it's like, yo, let them niggas fight it the fuck out. And it sucks. But uh, Israel can't keep using us to exactly. be there, to, to, to be dicks to everybody. But also, Palestine has, and I, I think that they would have a better tie in with saudi arabia and the opec countries see
1: that's not gonna work they're not yeah. gonna do it united states has saudi arabia in the pocket because of the oil situation and that royal family like it's it's odd it's, it's just really odd and it's, there are sunni countries like all the u.s influencers are sunni countries and palestine is sunni too mm-hmm. you would think they would link but they can't because uh you know like, that whole Yemen thing is a proxy war.
0: It, it really is. But it's like, I, I'm, I'm trying to... For me, bro, like, I'm always going to go to what is the fucking motivation? What is the why? Because if Palestine and Israel are going at it, whatever we're getting from Israel isn't going to be coming because there's not going to be any planes flown out of there. There's not going to be any ships going through. Like, what is the fucking why for this shit going on?
1: It's, an, it's like having an aircraft carrier. It is the central. Is inf- the U.S. needs a central influencer in that region, and that's what Israel is. Like you can't control somewhere like Saudi Arabia, and eventually they're going to destabilize because they're going to run, run out of run out of oil. Right, they're not going to have any negotiation points. You
0: know they're really they- not, and it and it's kind of like they. I I, I see Saudi Arabia trying to pivot now. But it's like, bro, you ba- you banked on this oil money for so fucking long. What else? Like, what do you you don't have any natural resources that we can get from you? Like, what do like? And I think that's one of the things that how South America has also been destabilized because the places that grow fruit and have different flora and fauna that they can export in that country and that companies can buy from. It's a lot of the same shit. They all sell the same amount of shit. They all sell the same nuts. They all sell the same fruits. Like, they, there's nothing that they can sell separately that mm-hmm. another country can't, um, can't make advantageous for themselves. And, oh, yeah.
1: them. and Saudi Arabia is allied with Israel against Iran. So Right. Yo, it's so weird. My man's, man, I, fuck it, I'm fucking, I'm going to say it. He is over there with the Kurdish shit, like banging. Like mm-hmm. he went over there. You know my you know what I'm talking about, right on my friends list, like he's a white dude. Yeah. He yeah, went yeah. over there. He went over there and got in that shit, right? I know he's back here pissed off. Cause guess what I see under Saudi Arabian supporters and proxies? Oh. Kurdish insurgents. So my nigga just went over there and did that shit for nothing, cuz. Not trying to dissing. He's trying to free them from the Syrian situation. But she was just helping them fuck over some other
0: niggas. And I think that's just something people don't realize like you're, that's going to happen a lot. That is going to happen a lot and in ways where
1: Damn, bro. there's
0: no real, there's no tangible like solution where people don't, there's not a fucking stack of bodies. Like, he, was, it,
1: he, was, he, was, he was fucking with the PPK. But I see the KDPI and the Pak rock with. Oh man,
0: mm. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, it's...
1: you right. You gotta have a long worldview before you get involved with that situation. Like you,
0: it's and I think that's where people end up having bad conversations.
1: Like because right now,
0: a lot of it's like, "Yo, Israel has a right to defend itself." You shouldn't have to if you weren't fucking there. Like I, yeah, like, yeah. And I think what happens is anytime you speak against Zionism or the occupation of Palestine, if you're a, if you really don't give a fuck about a solution and you just want to be quote unquote right in an argument, you just talk throw up. Well, you just throw up uh, anti-Semitism. You just throw up uh, uh, hatred of uh, Jewish people, which is no far from it. You can have a a, a productive conversation about a solution, even whether it be two state or one state, but also you get the people who are anti-Zionism also tend to align with Holocaust deniers. Like there's, I was watching this Vice video and they had these dudes in London who were against uh, the Jewish state, uh, not Jewish, they're against Israel and what they're doing to Palestine, but they also lined up with Ahmadinejad, who is a absolute fucktard. Let's it's just like, bro, like you. When you're having these kind of conversations, you kind of can't have room for error. You can't have room for moral error. Like, you have to. Here's the
1: wild thing they got wild moral error on that end. Oh, yeah, they do. How much racist shit that some of the prominent head rabbis in Israel have said about us. Nigga, we don't even live there like that, bro. Are you serious? Or the the whole sterilization thing, and then I'm constantly trying to, to spin it. I mean, We're at the point now where the moral superiority argument is a daddy.
0: And I think that's one one of the arguments that people want to have in in order to talk about about, a solution like you can't.
1: About the Holocaust thing, when does it come to a point of people trying to exploit their personal situation for gain? Like, yes, there are people that deny this, but how much are you going to use this to further your gain I know that's that's the reason why they
0: have a home cuz yeah that I think what it is it's twofold and it's going to be crazy when I say this it's a way to keep the brown people that cuz you got to think most of the most of the jewish people who went from europe to to palestine are white So it's like, hey, we may not fuck with you religiously, but you're still white, so we're going to do what we can to protect your interests, because if we can give you this, if we can give you a certain level of whiteness where you're at, then we ain't got to worry about this shit. Like, no one's saying that the people of the Jewish faith did not deserve to have their own land where they have to worry about getting kicked off of. Just not in circumstances, man. Yeah, but they should not have fucking just shown up and then started massacring the people who are already there, and then subjugate you them. You're did. you doing to the Palestinians you know, you know now what was that? good to you.
1: You know why they did that? If you look up the history of the beginning of Israel, think about the time during this. This is right after World War II. You right. had South African, South African, American, and British volunteers. What was going on in South Africa at the time?
0: Oh, apartheid. Apartheid. apartheid.
1: What was going on in America at the time? Apartheid. Deep segregation yeah, and apartheid. Yeah. So they're like, we about to smash you niggas. And what did they look like, niggas, bro? Right. Think about it. Oh, y'all dark skin too? It's about to go down on y'all ass. They went over there. There's like, we already took a loss. We're going to protect whiteness. Oh, yeah. We're going over here. We're making sure never again. And y'all not about to move around like you, you want to. Right. Because dark skin people don't get to move around where we just came from. So what the no. fuck do you think you about to do?
0: That is the one thing that... Um, I remember having a conversation with this girl on Instagram and everything. She was like, we're just talking about cities and everything, like places to live. She's like, Oh, I would just love to find some some coastal town in like South Carolina, some rural place to live. And I was like, immediately thought, I was like, Man, that must be nice. She's like, What do you mean? It's like, I'm black, like and she was like, So, like, I can't just go to a rural area and live there. Right. It's gonna be pro I can't go like no, like I can't. Like, that I a I can't move to Viter. right i can't move to abbeville mississippi like i can't nah. move to i can't move to monks corner south carolina like no i mean like, it's it's you, nah, you we, we, we like, live, like, no we we live we live
1: in monks corner now we we it's but, just not just, Ah, bro I'm, right. I'm not
0: living anywhere in central georgia
1: because that's not a safe as, like, right. you're guaranteed to have a life move or from death Columbus physical. Columbus
0: Columbus. Uh-huh. Ohio is the only Columbus I can live in yeah. without worrying about fuck shit. I can't do Columbus, Georgia. And you can't do where Columbus, where Mississippi. Columbus,
1: Columbus, Georgia is, I think, actually blacker than Columbus, Ohio, but less safe for us to be in, especially if you uppity from the north and you're not oh, military. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I learned that lesson in Texas. They know the difference. They know the difference between if you're not from here, like. Another country mm-hmm. if you're not from that state, if you're not from that city, especially the authorities. So I always always tell folks with that same in the in the same thing, I was like, no, they have special categories for special times, like and they do not like uppity northern Negro in the South. Talking about his rights. Right. Or saying, No, I don't have to do something to an authority figure.
0: Oh, that's a recipe for disaster. And I, I think what has been going on with this Palestine situation with them getting still under apartheid is you also don't see I don't see a lot of I don't hear any I watch a lot of news. I don't right. hear I, I like Saudi Arabia saying anything. I don't hear Qatar an saying anything. Yeah. Bahrain, Egyptians like I, <clears> y'all do. Like after they got the uh, Sinai, after Israel um um gave up a, a part of land back to Egypt, it was all hunky dory with that lot. And I think people are realize like yo, a lot of times you're going you're going to be on your own or shit. But it's like mm-hmm. I really wish they would stop asking black people to ride for people who do not fuck with us. Right. Like on a consistent basis, like bro, that's so disrespectful that too. to our to our plight and what we're going through. And like it's it's stupid. Like, bro, you you can't say like if you like if you're if a nigga across the street is coming over and beating your ass, and then someone comes over and beats his ass, and then you help him once out of the love of your heart, because he's from not from your neighborhood, but then that right. same motherfucker comes back and starts beating your ass. When he starts getting his ass whoop, like bro, I'm not doing that. That's a you or, problem. Or what even am, put it one further.
1: Not only you help him out, right? Mm-hmm. But he opened up a trap in your neighborhood. Or he moves in other niggas that think like him to your neighborhood on some disrespect shit. And then catches the consequences of eventuality and tries to get the people that beat his ass on you. Cause that happens too. Right. Like, yo. These people destabilize your situation and are the reason why you here. But you are getting them on us to protect, protect you from us.
0: They want to fight the scale of whiteness. Yep. Like I remember watching Oz and this is a scene that sticks out to me. The the black people and the Nazis were beefing again and it was it was coming to a head. And one of the characters is a Russian Jew. And he was like, hey, man, I know I'm Russian and I'm also a Jew, but I'm also white. So right. can I count on you as an ally? And they took him in. Like, oh, all okay. Nine times
1: out of ten, that's going to happen, bro. Like, like, that that thing that, that faith that you mentioned don't matter. If you look at, man, bro, they had neo-Nazi groups in Israel. And them kids was Jewish by, by lineage. You mm-hmm. feel me? There was white boys first, though. At the end of the day, that was what they were like. That's oh, that superseded everything. And in America, think think about it. Like I bring this up all the time. I always bring up Judah Benjamin. If if they hated him that much, then why did the Confederates have a whole Jewish cons? Have a whole Secretary of State that was Jewish. Their Secretary of State.
0: They knew Isn't it advantageous to be white. Yep.
1: Sure was. Sure was. It Son had a nice big old plantation. And it's rumored that he was um removed from his uh his position or whatever. He was he was he was in the northeast on some Ivy League shit and he had to leave for indecent behavior. And I was coded for something else back then. AKA oh. he was a gotcha. Like, yeah. And I was like, wow, so he was this kind of person and this kind of person. He liked the company of the same sex and he was this faith, but he was able to maintain slave ownership and have a high position in that government. That says that people are willing to overlook differences that they exaggerate now that they say these are bad differences. These are these are heavy differences for the one superseding similarity. And what is that?
0: Whiteness, because you can't hide Mm -hmm. it. You can't. Like, and I, I remember having a conversation with my cousin. I was just like, for me, my my black issues are, I like, he's gay. Like, I I, I get you right. have issues in your community that you have to deal with. But, like, the people that don't like you, they're not going to care that you're gay first. Like, At they're going to have to guess. They're going to see yeah. blackness. So, like, for me, it's like, no matter if I was like, I asked him, I was like, bro, like, that to me would be most important. Because that's something you can't hide. That's something, like, you, you, you can't talk your way out of. Like, my blackness is the first thing that I see. or you know sees.
1: I think with, with that community, and I don't want to speak for them, you know, because I'm not part of that community, but from what I see, they use their sexuality as an escape hatch, kind of. They think maybe I'll be less of a threat mm. if I wear a dress or if I'm not presenting as masculine then the, the the power structure will see me as less. And in certain situations, like as far as being hired for jobs and academia, that's true. But as far as being out here in regular life, that's not true. And it actually might go worse for you, fam. Right. Like it can be exploited. Like with Ed Buck. He didn't choose his own people for that. He chose our people for that. You feel me? He chose mm-hmm. black men for that. Why? Because they're were disposable. And see, brothers that are of that, you know what I mean? They're, that are, that like the same sex, sometimes I don't think they realize that, like, because you may have easier relations with the power structure due to being non threatening, that they can't get you out the situation too. And they yeah. did.
0: And I think a lot of it, and it's super funny, bro. Like, when before, if they wanted to get you out the paint, they would just call you gay. Yeah. But now, Like to really do because homosexuality is more accepted, which makes it safer for a lot of those people. But like, they did now, now they say you're pedophile. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I feel, and it's anytime, and I've noticed this too, anytime someone that isn't black wants to help black people, black, black, unimportant, like they give them the, they try to make them the worst. They try to make them the absolute worst. Like Bill Gates. Bro, and I, I remember I had this conversation with my ex. I was like, we are not finna start any conversation where you're shitting on this man that you don't also throw in. Millions of people in Central Africa now have access to clean drinking water and anti-malaria, um, anti-malaria vaccinations. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, if you're gonna try to make this dude essentially the devil, please, like, bro, I'm not doing that. Like, his business act is, yo, that's fucked. Hey, hey, business is business. It's fucked right. up. It's cutthroat. But like, there are kids who are now living today and are able to live and create children for themselves because this man has put in the but work. See, the
1: thing about it is he didn't do that. OK, he put in the work, but he didn't do that out of the kindness of his heart. That's something to put on your resume. Well, not
0: everything is is altruistic. There's always going to be some profit margin like this is the capitalist system we built. But I don't see Larry Ellison doing this shit. I don't see Steve Jobs doing this shit. I don't see fucking you know what, Elon Musk doing this I would this
1: say shit. that's I would say that's true, but I would say that's untrue. Everybody's charity isn't um, visible. You feel me? He made his charity visible for a reason.
0: But yeah, but now, that's I, why people use celebrity endorsers because they can they can reach more people. Like yeah, because they're being rich is like. Take point, I don't see the Saudis doing none of this shit. I don't see you know none why of the Chinese doing, that. That doing this shit because they don't give a they fuck. Are, about they are. They are.
1: No, they are. They are. They are well, doing that's, that. But okay. Yeah, they are. That. But you you know what's up? You know what's yeah, up with them though. Yeah. You know what's up with that. You know what's up with that, and they're they're also they're also rocking out. See, I, I got an issue with that situation too, and, and it's an internal black conversation. Like, and this is to my African bros. Uh, don't talk about what art dysfunction and being exploited within this this structure that we live in. That people voluntarily move to when that's occurring at home. Like, they're doing shit over there that is incorrect. And the people were saying, like, oh, well, the West does the same thing. We're just here, bro. Yeah, We don't we, make that happen. We're not you, part of that. You and chose that ex- to move over here, bro. Like, yeah. you didn't- exploitation is exploitation. And they're just because they're not European does not mean they're automatically your friends or our friends. Like, I'm not going to just shift over and be like, oh, yeah, let's rock with China now because it makes the white people mad. And fuck out of here with that. Yeah, bro. that's stupid.
0: Like, especially Are if you're you a Muslim and African, and you know what they're
1: doing to the. You ears. will lose. Like yeah. you're next. Like they're really going to put the smash. And another thing is, okay, somebody might be listening because my man's moved over there, and um, he's been talking crazy in my inbox, just like really crazy. And I'm like, they, I think somebody's making you talk like that because you live in a country where you can't say what you want now. But like, they they're giving out bad infrastructure too.
0: Yeah, to where they have to... its You're giving somebody some work that's bad, but they're stuck in a situation to where they have to sell it and get rid of it, or they're going to be owed to you more. It it is a Faustian deal, what's going on with China and Africa. But once they establish the proper foothold and they get the infrastructure set up, you get better roads in Africa, you get better bridges in Africa, you get cleaner water and everything. And the people there, I'm not saying all of them, but a lot of them Don't have a lot of education if you live in a fucking village where you don't have access to books and internet and stuff like that. So you're going to see these people because you're going to believe what you can see. If you are starving and then someone comes to feed you and they do it on a consistent enough basis, you're going to consider them good people, no matter what the jux is coming afterwards. And I get that. I'm not saying I fault them for that. But if but what's going on in in let's just with Nigeria in the northern part of Nigeria. If it if I'm gonna put my you know conspiracy hat on, it behooves them to create a lot of fucking turmoil in that region because the it makes it break cheap. up. It Nigeria makes it cheap. Need, yep, that too. It makes it super cheap to just come in and buy all this land and mm-hmm. all these people in a position of subjugation and then watch how Boko Haram just disappears.
1: And it makes their oil cheap too for a second.
0: It really does.
1: I think Boko Haram and all these little baby ISIS. Guess I think Israel throws niggas some bread, throws some and and remember when I was saying it was I I was on tenfold mode, I was like, man, some of them dudes is Puerto Ricans and black Americans from the United States and random dudes from the UK that are that are probably sponsored by somebody sliding over and and helping destabilize shit in certain places, right? Like it's definitely not. I don't think. I don't think it's a a primary a primarily Arab actor situation. It's probably a a big group of wild wild people. Not a big group of wild people, but I'll say certain sprinkles of random folks that know what they're doing within that group that are not religiously motivated at all.
0: That that super makes sense because to me it's like. The whole ISIS scare that we had 2014, 15, early 16, the and I was like, this is kind of weird. Like, and I was telling my baby mom's mom, because she was in the like, oh no, we gotta worry about ISIS. I was like, There's been the in soccer, they have the European championships. It's every it's every other it's every four years, but it's the two years after the World Cup or before the next one. So there was it like In 2015 or 2016, you had all these terrorist attacks in France. The shit that went down with that people at that concert hall was in 2016. That same year, in France, you had the second biggest soccer tournament in the world. Not a fucking peep at all. And the
1: whole Arab world was nothing. Not in
0: France, not nothing. Bro, and then, and actually, same year, 2016, you had the fucking Rio Olympics. Not a motherfucking peep at all. Nothing. And then in Russia at yeah, 2018 World Cup, nothing. So it's just like, bro, like, y'all aren't watching this shit that this is, like, what are they all watching? It's like, hey, hey, we could go blow ourselves up for Allah and get to these 72 versions. But Algeria's playing Morocco, nigga, this is important. Like, nah, man, something right. felt off.
1: It sounds like it sounds like dudes in Adidas suits that, that wear cross-body bags that like watching football in their small apartment in France go to their home country and bang out once a, a couple months a year for bread and then come back with work. That too.
0: It, cause and they're, it
1: you know they do it up here, bro. Like uh I met somebody who dad was doing that shit. He lost though.
0: I, I it's you I and it's one of those things cause like you kind of watch who makes money off of these strategies. Like, who makes, like, people talk about the government is staging these uh, mass shootings so they can enact gun laws, stricter gun laws. Not, near that a stricter gun law has fucking That's happened. Has been enacted. You know what does happen, though, after a mass shooting happens? People buy up guns like it's sugar.
1: Mad ammo.
0: Mad That's ammo. It- That's another thing.
1: I've seen posts from multiple niggas saying, damn, this ammo is mad expensive right now. And it's I feel bad, too, because now people might need it. Have you seen what's cracking with all the carjackings and the wildness? You need the ammo now and you can't get it. Mm. That is
0: kind of weird, bro. I remember uh, because Chris just posted something about niggas just stealing cars and shit. Like, do niggas know that this is not 1995 and a lot of cars are easily trackable?
1: They're young, bro. They're mad young and they're doing shit to where it doesn't even matter. Like uh because everyone hot. everyone has masks on, right? Yeah. They're using them for certain purposes though. Mm. It's like to do something and then yeah.
0: Cuz that's just it's like bro, people can track and then possession is not so law. Like if you're caught in that car, you did it. There's there's no hiding that shit. I, it's so many things are fucking tying together. But I think yeah. to, to get back on what's going on between Africa being recolonized is that the, the debt, what's gonna happen is China is gonna become the number one superpower because they're gonna have setups and satellites everywhere. And you're gonna be able, and what's happening, I think what's going on in India, if you want to get a little bit more tinfoily, is India's right next to China. Essentially, yeah. they're both massive. They're both, they both need America to have them produce things there for cheap and then they ship it over. Right. But they've been fighting over Nepal, Tibet, that area, like the -hmm. the control of that area, Bhutan and all those places. What's a great way to weaken your enemy without invading them? Get them sick. Get them fucking sick. And China knows, just like everybody fucking knows, that area does not have the infrastructure to keep everybody healthy and working. Because if everybody's sick and they can't work and they can't produce those the business interests for these in these countries, and they use these countries for labor, and we're like, look, we gotta give it somewhere. We gotta like, you're not you're not working. Everybody's dying. Like, hey, but we're gonna be back on our feet. Like, we don't know this because there's three fucking strains in your country. Right. So, you know what
1: else? You know what else they're doing too. Mm-hmm. China knows they would not win head up against anybody in a, a stomp down, drag them out war, even with that population, because their their soldiers would would be on some cold runaway shit. They have and bad they're money. old. They're old. India, on the other hand, has a whole actually, class of warriors. Yeah, <laughs> that
0: they they're trying to
1: that. they're trying to lower their population because you know the you see how many. There's so many dudes.
0: Man, come There's on. There's a lot. Man. Yeah. it was. It, it's a lot. It's a lot of dudes. But I think it's just you... And I think you're going to see a lot of... This is just kind of crazy. I'm, and I'm not saying this is provable, but I'm kind of... It's a lot of what we're I'm talking about, what we're talking about, is just watching the plays develop. You're going to see a lot of very beautiful black women in Africa be kind of attached to... Random Chinese dude,
1: they're already doing that. It's already happening. Matter of fact, you're going to have in. these
0: kids that are going to be loyal to, China. you're going to have this because if true. you're taking it from. they
1: ab- The dudes if, is leaving bastard babies there though. They leaving bastard babies. I think
0: that there. I think that would be a dumb play because here's why: if you leave the kid, because China is always going to be about the state of China as an entity, as a staff record label and a crew. Right, No one person is above the idea of China. And as a country, you kind of, you want that. You you don't want people being like, oh, no, I'm Taiwanese-Chinese or I'm Japanese-Chinese. You want people to identify as Chinese and that no one's bigger than the party. No one's bigger than the goals of the country. Party country people are all seen in the same. If you're a, a rich dude who's high in the party, because obviously if you are rich in China, it's because you're high in the party. You have this set. You have this set. We have these kids, and then you just make them loyal Uh, to China.
1: These dudes, yeah, these dudes ain't even high-ranking party members. They're like sending, they're sending um, construction workers and infrastructure staff over there, and those are the dudes like getting the African girls pregnant. So they're making like a small subclass of people. I I know. I see what they're kind of doing on the low. You see what they're doing on the low. That's gonna be the management class.
0: You feel me? That makes a lot of sense. It's like
1: just because like they intended. know the
0: land and they're loyal to that land, but they're also not gonna they're also not gonna make a lot of noise against the people funding them. Because everybody right. wanna eat. And if right. I and if I as a dude take you from abject poverty, as long as I'm not just outwardly beating you and just making it really hard be to be around me, you're gonna be loyal to me.
1: Yo, that's why like a lot of my, my Caribbean friends up here have never seen white um dysfunction before. So they have a completely different attitude than we would because we're very familiar with that. And like, I'm, the ones that move here.
0: And, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm disliking what China's doing. It's like, yo, I see the play. Like, all right, I get yeah, it. You know if up. America was wasn't as racist as it was, and this is why the American brand of racism or at least the European brand of racism is fucking stupid because if they can't have complete subjugation, they don't want to work with you at all. And what's happening with China and how and and uh, Asian level of racism like the white Asians, they'll subjugate you, but if not, all right, they'll fuck with you. They'll keep you subjugated a little bit, but they'll still make it more worth your while. Yep. And, I th- and I think that's what's going on and I think with America, we then could have had infrastructure and better trade with African nations. We been could have had uh, factories, in warehouses making our clothes and shipping it over to shipping in America and not China because it's now
1: China is about to make Africa into their China. Yeah.
0: A second, you know what I mean? It's a smart fucking move.
1: Really smart. They delegated their industrialism to another area that that has enough space to develop. Facts.
0: They like people don't really like and and also a race, like they made the people made maps, maps made Africa appear mad fucking small. Yep. Like, I didn't know the country of Chad and Nigeria and the Congo were as big as they fucking are. Like the entire land of the D- uh, DPR of Congo would be from like Texas to Minnesota. Yeah. Up and down. Yeah.
1: That is 100% factual. And they did that. That was that was Eurocentricism, and then I was an American. That's also this hyper Americanism, and ties into the supremacy thing. They wanted to give people the perception that Europe and America and other areas like that were bigger than they were.
0: And, and yeah. I, dude, omnipresent. It is man. Like in what Europe? Like there, by the time this is all set up, Germany. Uh, like sub-Saharan Africa is gonna be that deal. Because if you think about it, all the places that are really nice to live weather-wise are the places with the worst economies, sands, Australia, Mm in Argentina, in New Zealand. Because if especially with more remote work, if you develop Africa the way it could be, and you give them the same, if you if you fucking Australianize Africa with the infrastructure and everything else. Look at no one's going to fucking move and
1: live in. Go on YouTube uh, and look at certain parts of Nigeria, South Africa, and Rwanda right now. The shit is fucking lit. Like I remember, some it was some video somebody was riding around a part of Africa. I was like, oh my god, this is fire. But I was I was noticing something. I was like, all right, it's everyone can't stay over here. And it is,
0: and I think once it becomes more international. Once you see Rwanda, because Rwanda still has the the not the the stain of that war.
1: But you know they're they're like ahead of everybody right now, like they kind of erased it. You gotta super look them quiet up as now. a clap. Super quiet. I don't know what they did, but even they even got their criminality under control. Like their hoods are not super active like that, like they don't they don't really have the same issue of um, transnational, international crime organizations using their country as a staging place.
0: Mm. And I think that is is interesting to watch. Because you're going to start to see megacities, you're going to start to see places that are less homogenized racially, but culturally. You're gonna see a lot, like bro. I'm telling you, fifty years or so, you're gonna see a lot of white Nigerians
1: mm-hmm. that are
0: from Nigeria that speak the language, the languages of the tribes, and fit in fucking perfectly.
1: But that's not a good thing the way they're doing it because uh, it, it,
0: they... yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a good because it's only gonna to lead to they've, more subjugation. Yeah,
1: they've already done that. They've already given um, chieftainships to those people multiple times in Ghana and Nigeria, bro. And uh, you, you should look up what Guinea-Bissau is. Guinea-Bissau is basically an extension of Venezuela now. Like, and not the good part, not the socialism of Venezuela, but it's Venezuela's trap. So as China is using Africa in one way, South America is using Africa in another way. Mm. Guinea-Bissau is a trap port for South America. I kid you not.
0: Well, which countries?
1: No, Guinea-Bissau. No, like, um, I'm saying, like,
0: which country of South uh, America?
1: Colombia, Venezuela, anybody who got the work, they don't care. Like, um, some work washed up in their shores. Okay, let me let me read this. Yeah, like some work washed up in their shores, and then it just became pandemonium. Yep, South American drug. They said the whole thing, baby. The whole thing. Ever since an 11 year civil war resulted in independence in 1974, Guinea Bissau has been stricken by poverty, organized crime, and international indifference. The lack of governmental authority, plus the country's convenient location midway between Central America and Europe, caught the eye of the cartels within S. So let's see oh, yeah, who was the first one. Watching
0: for the, people aren't watching for drugs to go from South America to Africa. And they're definitely yeah. not watching them from going from South to, from Africa to South America. Like, bro, what are you going to sell me that I don't yeah. have right here?
1: So it's so. Venezuela, Brazil, and Colombia.
0: That is something I did not see coming.
1: And and peep game, they speak um they speak Portuguese too, so it's even
0: easier. They do a lot of them do, and, and I, guess.
1: I, Guess what's right around the corner? Like, what, 700 miles away is Equatorial Guinea, the only place in Africa that speaks Spanish. And Angola is right there. So there's like,
0: boom, boom, boom. Angola speaks Portuguese, too.
1: Yep, they do. So that's, they're right there. They're right there. That and is. guess what else is who speaks Portuguese right there, who has a connection to Boston? Cape Verde is right yeah, on they the do. coast. So it's just trap. Big trap. Remember those dudes I shared them headshot mafia the little light skinned boys from um doing the drill music from Boston? Yeah, they're, they're that. They're Cape Verdean. They're part There's of a world. lot
0: of uh, Portuguese people in in Massachusetts. Oh, like yeah, when I was yeah, in the yeah. Navy, I knew a few of them. I was like beautiful, I didn't even,
1: beautiful women.
0: I don't even know. But like that seems like a weird place to go from fucking Portugal to Boston. But I guess it's it, on the same. Guess what? It,
1: it guess what it came from? It came from um whaling. They were um Cape Verdeans and Portuguese were heavy into the whaling and shipping culture, and um Boston is the first super active shipping port in all Massachusetts had, especially heavy for whaling and different- stuff. Yeah, Dad...
0: yeah that whole area, that the Hartford whalers that makes fucking sense. Yep. Okay, bro, those are
1: actually Cape Verdean dudes that had that that game on a lot, and then um whaling is legal now, and you know what's also illegal now that. You know, needs shipping expertise and the ability to move between country to country. The trap game. So, speaking different languages and being right off the coast of West Africa and having those connections suits their purposes pretty well. And now Guinea-Bissau is part of that, too.
0: Man, that is some... That's a lot to take in.
1: Okay, they got... Because
0: everything... Because like I said, like we we... People... On surface level, many things seem separate. But Bro, if you really go into it, I will so many you connected.
1: You about to trip. As, as you mentioned that, I'm about to read this to you. As you mentioned that, I swear, as you mentioned that, Guinea Bissau had perfected the trafficking of cocaine, but other drugs were also smuggled. Morphine pills and Traumadol, an opioid pain medication. Islamist fighters in Africa and the Middle East, including the Islamic State, love this drug because it reduced pain in the case of injury. Pills of abuse-grade strength, along with the amphetamine-type stimulant Captagon, gave militants an inflated sense of strength and bravery with no need to sleep for days. And my dude was just over there talking about the Captagon. Like, I actually kind of hipped him to it because he was like, yo, they're, they're kind of up and on. So I was like, oh, man, they on that cap, baby. They're on the Captagon. My Air Force, my my Army dude first hit Captagon. I said, yeah, they be on the Captagon, the go pills. They be wilding on the Captagon. So they got the cap. In Guinea, Guinea-Bissau, they're selling the Captagon to the militants, giving them an inflated strength sense of strength and bravery. So it was war, Mali. With no need to sleep for days. War myth. Legitimate medical patients in Guinea-Bissau couldn't get this drug, even though it was pouring into the country. Wow. Smugglers take the drugs from Bissau to Mauritania and sell them to Ansar Dean. An Al Qaeda aligned group in Mali, Mauritania, and Senegal, and a Boko Haram.
0: Bro, that makes a lot.
1: Whoa, bro, hold up.
0: Listen to that this. That makes a lot of sense.
1: A key aspect of a narco state is the ability of outsiders to regularly infiltrate it and leave undetected. This is the case with Guinea Bissau. So called humanitarian caravans have arrived from Eastern Europe in the last decade. People from Poland, Hungary, and Romania fill a convoy with closed medicines and second- and third-hand ambulances to mask their activities, and they hand out those goods along the route from Europe to Africa. They arrive in Guinea to pick up drugs and receive around 10,000 euros for the work. Then they take the cocaine through Mali and to the Tubu people living through Chad. Wow. This group completes the mission toward Libya, and trusted smugglers take it on to Europe. Man,
0: what that makes sense because no it one's is. watching. No one's watching who's not bribable or killable. It plateau, Plum. That's it. Like especially because I I was watching this video. Like I I got in the was going on in Nigeria just to Boko Haram. So just like kind of just went through this YouTube wormhole, and it's like you got people fighting Boko Haram that are just wearing like regular old button-down T-shirts.
1: They got like a a
0: helmet and like a piece of like, um, bulletproof. There's like, yo, this is like, this is not, this is gonna fucking fail. Like, you're not trying to stop them because they could. If you, if the Nigerian government, if the world wanted to really stop these motherfuckers, that's a quick trip and a bunch of bombs away. Bro,
1: it's red. The south side, you know, south side Nigeria, like the main part, got problems with the insars. Bro, the country's gonna break it needs to break up. It's gonna break up. Like there, they I've seen I saw a group in all red looking like some Power Ranger bloods with with arms with, with some things on them, saying that there's okay, since the police won't keep doing this, we gonna do stuff too. I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. Factions are appearing, and then the factions are gonna have other rival factions, and then we're gonna see balkanization.
0: And bro, I think that is the. I I think that's I think that's the kicker. I think that's the big kicker, just because there's going to be so much money made within transporting it, and you are like they're, they're, you have people trying to make Africa a narco continent. You have people who are trying to take who are not trying but are actively taking resources from African African people, and you have. People who just want to control the land of Africa because they see the tea leaves coming in some sort of way and they know the where to be at on Africa on the African continent is the best way especially if you want to if you want to keep growing your population if you yep. can implant because mother if you can the if you can create a situation to where with, with China because every like okay let's just say with China and Nigeria. You have people of Chinese origin go to go to Nigeria, create families, create a base there. You allow for easier full full um, immigration from Nigeria to China. And then you get all the people that you that are doing shit that that rides up past that management class. You get them over to the mainland that you, they've been raised to be loyal to. I don't think I've, I've seen anything like that since the Romans. Because there, there is, at some <laughs> point, there were Roman, like there was, a, there was a, there were Roman generals who had never been to Italy. Never That's been true. in Rome. And what happened, the thing is, too, the reason why the Roman Empire split up was because it got too big. And when they had the Eastern Roman Empire and the Western Roman Empire, the world economies weren't tied as they are. But now everything is tied. Everything is tied together. And then that's why when people bring up, oh, if you raise the minimum wage of $15 an hour, everything's going to be more expensive. Bullshit. Everything in your general area may be more expensive, but you'll still be able to get cheaper goods. Like if I see something that I want and it's at Walmart, but they don't have it at a Walmart that's close to me and I have to wait for it anyway, naturally I'm going to go over to Amazon and see if they have it because I could probably get it quicker and I could probably get it cheaper. So if you are a pizza shop owner and you realize everyone around you is making $15 an hour, just more money, and then you raise the price of your pizza for well, the pizza shop, every, people are either going to stop fucking with you. They're either going to deal with it or they're going to stop fucking with you and go to another place that's further, or because they have money laying around, they're going to open their own pizza shop and undercut yep. your prices. That's the fucking drug game on anything else. Like you're a fucking idiot. If you raise shit just because you're gonna to try to get people, you don't make your money on the first buy. When do you make your money?
1: You make your money after the Rio
0: on the get back. And I don't think these motherfuckers realize how dumb they sound when they talk about like, no, we're just gonna raise the price of everything. All right, you gonna be one broke motherfucker.
1: Because it's, it's, it's like they're, they're used to that squeeze mentality and that trickle down. That's, it's like that Reagan era. That's, it's still that crack era shit. Mm-hmm. Like they're still used to having that managerial position of trying to control the flow of money itself. And now there are so many different little leaks and holes and, and nodes that it could come through. You're not the only funnel. No. Nah. As you said, there's too many people on the block trying to undercut, and um the moral arguments ain't gonna work anymore.
0: Nope, gonna go. Not at all, not in the least bit. And if you thought it was, you're a fucking idiot. Like that's yeah, just... that
1: that age group is dying out too. So,
0: and yeah, man, it's man, we we this is dope. This has been dope, man. It's too. There's so many things tied together. And the only way to really catch it is if you step back and pay attention. And I think that's why you and I get on because we said like, "Yo, this was going on," but let's say it's let. What's the whole play? What is what is what is the whole play, and why? And even if you have to try to find the motivation for one thing, it often connects to the other to something else. And I think that's what people are failing to realize
1: what the relativity of the situation
0: facts cause it's a lot it is it is not it is not something that should just be overlooked for expediency sake if that makes sense right. like you're gonna have to do some actual digging into what the fuck is going on and why it's happening And if you fail to allow yourself to recognize this shit, you're going to get hurt. But shit. Thank you, man, for this, man. I just want to do this quick one. Just to knock this out, man. You be up, bro. Okay. All right. All right, then. I'll holler at you. Peace. Yep. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Cast Therapy. Okay. I'm Lane Jordan. You guys take care of yourselves.